Welcome to the Business Launch Podcast. Join us as we get up close and personal with savvy entrepreneurs. Let's explore their business journey and how they navigated challenges and reached their goals. I'm your host, Carlos Simonio. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for coming to visit us here at the pod, uh, Business Launch Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Mike Ilagan. I've known Mike for a very long time. We, as most of my guests, they played basketball with them or had some sort of connection with them. And Mike's one of the guys that I used to play with, and he owns a publishing company. He owns a, f- a few magazines. Is that right, Mike? Yes, yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing today? Yeah, good, man. Good. We just both woke up, so we're both half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's a life, right? <laughs> Early in the morning. Yeah, um, yeah. Tell us your story. Where'd you grow up, Mike? I look. I grew up in the western suburbs, Glendenny. My that's where mm-hmm. my mom's based. So I lived in Glendenny for a while, and obviously, eventually, when I got married, I moved to Auburn, Water, Auburn side. I've been living there for a while, but we are looking at moving around the same area, around Homebush, just so it's closer to my wife's work and the kids' school and stuff. Yeah, nice. He lived near my brother. So- yeah, that's right. Yeah, nice. Uh, tell us about your how you got started in business. Look, I've always been business minded ever since I was young. I was like, I remember when I was a kid, I was selling like lollies to kids and stuff. So I would buy them like bulk and I would sell them for a little profit, like 50 cent profit or something. So in my mind, I've always been in the entrepreneurship sort of a mindset. And I knew even as a young age, I would be an entrepreneur one day. I just didn't know what I would do in the future, like how I would get there. But I knew I wanted to be one. And I think really I, the first time I got into entrepreneurship was probably just after uni or something like that, because the hardest part, I think what people won't understand is once you finish uni, most people assume you get a job, but you don't really get a job. No. The funny thing is once you get to finish uni, you can't find a job unless you get experience. But how do you get experience if no one gives you an experience? It doesn't make sense. So exactly, me, it was a problem. Like, how do I get a job? And um, I figured because my main industry was graphic design. And for, to, for you to be considered or even be like a graphic designer, you need to have at least four or five years experience. Yeah. And I didn't have that. That's how I got started in business. I'm thinking, all right, maybe I'll, I'll start a magazine and that will be my portfolio. That's going to serve as my portfolio. Nice. And I can just say, hey, look, I've been working for this magazine for quite some time. And so I started doing that. I started doing flyers for free, doing stuff for free just to get the name out there, just to build a portfolio. And from there, it grew from there. But I never made money for, I think, five years, I lost money straight out. But eventually in the 50, that's when I broke even. So yeah, mine's like a long journey to get there. Yeah, magazines are like hard to make money unless you get some subscribers. Yeah, exactly. Sponsorships and stuff. So it's pretty hard. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of your magazines, how many magazines are you... Do you have at the uh, moment? I know you got probably around, probably around eight. Roughly. Eight magazines. Wow. Yeah. So what kind of magazines do you have at the moment? So you I have the Star target, Central? Yeah, look, I usually target the niche market. So Star Central is for entertainment. I've got Global Millionaire and the Money Central for entrepreneurship. 
Yeah. I've got In Life International, which is more business and lifestyle. Nice. I've got Model Mode for the modeling industry, Sassinko for the fashion industry. I even have Star Central Kids for the nice. young ones. So yeah, Film Central for the movie industry. Yeah. So bits and pieces here and there. Oh, it's good. It's I think that's what I love about entrepreneurship. If you go niche markets, it it really can target a small audience there, and then you can grow it from there. So you have yeah, your- exactly because I think what a lot of people because you know, you, you talk magazines, you talk about Vogue and the big ones and Forbes magazine, which is yeah. you can't touch these magazines, man. They they got deep pockets. These yeah. guys are extremely rich. They got deep pockets, so. What you want to do is tap into the niche markets, which I did, because there's millions out there who's looked at, who wants to get into the industry and who wants to know more about up and coming talents. So that's what I cater for. I cater for the up and coming people because I know it's so hard yeah. to get your voice out there. Yeah. So I thought this was a great way to target the niche market. Yeah. It's, I've only met a few people who's doing magazines. I think Nathan Chan from Founder. So, oh, yeah. I've so heard of that. So, yeah. so he's doing millions in his magazines too. Yeah, uh, yeah. I heard what was your biggest win when you first started business? The biggest win, I guess, the one I can remember is yeah. When after five years I broke even, that was a win because I was losing money for five years. Oh, yeah, just below five years, and and that included not just the magazine because also I do events as well. Yeah. So making money of any events or a magazine, it's, uh, it's tough if you're getting started, especially if you don't have any background because I had no background whatsoever. I literally had to just Google and watch YouTube videos just to see where it's going to be at. So literally it was more of a self-research. So it's finding your way on your journey. So to me, when I finally made a little bit of money and broke even on the 50, that's, that to me was a massive win. Because I'm like, oh, okay, this is something that I can actually foresee doing in the future. Because before I had no plan on how it's going to be a full-time gig or how it's going to be, I guess, grown or expanded. Yeah. But once that 50 hit and I broke even, I saw a bit of vision and how I can move it forward. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, I think, a lot of a testament to your hard work. Five years of not breaking even or even losing money is hard yeah. for most businesses as yeah. most businesses just fold after the first or second year because they're not making any money mm. but going five years without making money to be able to grow your empire i'd say is publishing empire is a testament to your hard work and what was your on the flip side anyway what events happened where you thought your business won't survive you were you thought that there was going to be you're going to pull the plug or something like that yeah look when covid hit that was a massive deal i never knew how it was going to continue i think that's i'm talking on behalf of other businesses as well who's also a folding actually a lot of them have folded and died down because of the covid and the restrictions placed into us so when covid hit i was one of the people i was like wow how are we going to survive this but look i've always had my faith that i think that's my biggest thing with business i've always thought like the only thing that's keeping my business afloat is having my faith in god that was that's my biggest thing that's i guess that's what some people don't have yeah i had the faith and i was always praying and how i'm going to move forward and i guess the because the hardest part when covid hit was that everyone's at home everyone's stuck at home you can't do much and in terms of sponsorship, 
you can't also ask sponsorship from other businesses. It's also losing money. That's true. Yeah. So everyone's losing money. So how can they sponsor you if they don't have the money to sponsor you? Yeah. So that's why we had to divert a strategy. And I remember a lot of people, because everyone's stuck at home, a lot of people offering if they can be featured in the magazine. And we just started charging for, I guess, featured sponsorship in the magazine. People, if they want to get featured, I will charge a certain amount. And I think that's what sort of got us through in the publishing space because right. uh, because everyone's just stuck at home there no one's going out no one's putting anything their instagram or facebook no. so for me we had a massive influx of just people entrepreneurs and entertainers and models and people just wanted to get featured and yeah. we just started charging a bit here and there and that's what got us through because from there the revenue kept going and we were able to keep going with the publishing and everything so yeah look it was i guess it was a an eye-opener for my like I wouldn't know how to push forward, but that sort of opened the door on another revenue stream and that got us through. Yeah. That side of things. Yeah. Yeah. I think as you mentioned, you're not the only one. I think every single person that I've interviewed for the podcast had didn't know what to do with COVID, especially going into three years, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And it was uh, one of those things that People couldn't figure out what to do. And a lot of people had to pivot on another business or had to find creative ways to get income for their business. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great thing for you to find different income streams, especially during COVID times as well. Yeah, Um, because I guess uh, when I spoke to one of my entrepreneur friends, he he owns a lot of business as well. He, one of his biggest advice to me before I even got into the whole thing was he said, don't put all your eggs in the one basket because yeah. if you only have one revenue stream and that doesn't work out, what's your fallback? And that's why I started generating other revenue streams yeah. besides the publishing space, websites and online social media and all that. Yeah. Because if that fails, then you have no fallback. So yeah, it was a good advice. Yeah. What makes your business stand out from your competitors especially in the publishing i guess the, the best thing about my business is we don't really have any competitors because the majority of the magazines or publications out there they focus more on the celebrities and the, on the famous people yeah. people magazine vogue and all that they they have plenty of money <laughs> they have deep pockets so they can feature wherever they want so their focus is more on the bigger names the bigger celebrities no one really targets you know, the up and coming the emerging yeah. people and i think that's yeah. One of our biggest strengths is because I don't see any other publication out there focusing on just up and coming talents or entrepreneurs. So that's, yeah. I guess, one of our biggest edges. Yeah, that's something that I'm actually doing right now. It's like I'm not targeting people who are super celebrities. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm finding people like you who's yeah. up and coming, who's making their way to start becoming stars but I'm able to reach out to people who actually want to share their stories as well what motivates you daily Mike oh I guess knowing that you have a family to look after that's all it is you want your family to provide it my kids obviously I want them to grow up comfortable and uh, I guess so they can develop to be the best person they can be so to me Family and kids, my wife and kids, that's my main motivation. I want to make sure they look after in the future. Yeah, it's 
I got similar thing that I'm doing. I got, as I mentioned before we started, I got three boys and my yeah. wife. It's it's my main motivation to keep going, especially this. My wife has been nice enough to help me and support me in this podcasting journey that I'm doing. Yeah, and like yeah. I owe it to them to uh, to be motivated and get what I'm trying to achieve here. Yeah. Um, in terms of influences growing up, who were your influences in business or even outside of business? Influence, influences. Oh, look, I really had no. My only, I guess, idol growing up was my parents, say, eh? because they work hard yes. uh, and they provide a role for the family, especially my mom and yeah, my mom and dad. But but they were never the entrepreneurs kind of thing. They were more even. I remember I was, I didn't even tell my mom I quit my job about six or seven years ago because I remember my mom man. She's just most filler moms. She's yeah. very into oh you have to have a job. Just a yes. traditional way. You need to have a job secure. You have your family and stuff. But my path was different. So even yeah. when I quit my 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 main job about six seven years ago, I never told anyone. Oh my wife knew. But no one else knew that I've been, and then after I've been going for two, two years, that's when I told my mom, Hey, I've been, I've quit my job a while back and she can't do anything anymore. She can't really tell me off because I've already quit my job and I've been going at it for a while. Yeah. Uh, but to me, I guess as an influence, I love their hard work. They just go out there, they work hard. I remember my dad would wake up early in the morning, come home late at night, as in two or three in the morning. Yeah. So I'm thinking, look, if they can do it, I can do it as well. I mean, at yeah. the end of the day, it's all about, your motivation if you're motivated enough you'll do whatever it takes to make it work and to me yeah. it's just no choice really yeah <laughs> it's either you're out on the streets or have no food on the table or you want to work hard it's just one way or the other yeah we're lucky here in australia we have we have great structures here with in terms of like other things but in terms of motivation i think my parents were exactly like your parents who, yeah yeah right. who just i think at the end of the day they just want what's best for their kids exactly exactly in going forward mike what are your big goals for all your businesses in like the next three to ten years Look, as with anyone, we all want to expand i guess for mine i want to expand more into other countries i always have I already have some a number of followers in other countries as well, but I guess more, yeah, I guess more of a global reach as well. So we have a lot of audience. Majority is in obviously Australia and US. And so we've got a big audience in US. We also have a big audience in UK, New Zealand, even Dubai and Asian countries. So I want to expand more and get more global audience as well. Yeah. That's with any media. If you have a media business, that's what you want to do. Just grow your readership, get more global. And I guess that's that's how you get more people to take notice of your publications. Yeah, nice. How about your your website business? How do you want to guard that as well? Look, we have clients because we actually have clients that that we do websites for, and we even manage their social media and stuff. So I guess from that end, we'll just keep looking for, especially now that with COVID not as much of a factor as it is last year, we can start looking for more businesses who would be open to getting their websites done or getting social media looked after because now the revenue stream is coming to everyone. Yeah. So I think hopefully, anyway, we're hoping that we'll get more clients that way with my other business. Nice. Fingers nice. crossed. Yeah. In terms of, I know you've got 
a lot of entrepreneur friends in business. You've learned a lot of business in the last, let's say, 10 years or so. What's your top three advice for aspiring entrepreneurs and business owners? Top three advice. First one is don't quit your day job just yet. I think (laughs) one of the biggest misconceptions how you watch someone like Tony Robbins or something like that, you get motivated. I'm like, oh, I want to quit my job. And you know how a lot of people were saying, oh, if you do your four-day work week, whatever, a lot of people make the mistakes of, oh, I'll quit my job as well, because that's what they're saying. I'm motivated. I want to get in there. But once you quit your job, where are you going to get the money to <laughs> you know, buy your food and look after your family? So one of my, the biggest mistakes anyone can do is quitting your day job when you're not ready yet. If you think, when let's say you're doing your day job, you have your side hustle there, and it's working out, and the money's generating, and you think you can sustain the business, that's when you quit your day job. I wouldn't recommend quitting your day job until you're fully ready and the yeah. revenue is constant and you know how to sustain the business. Yeah. Uh, that's probably one of my biggest advice. Second one is probably do your research. Don't jump into any, I guess, any business that you've seen in TV or you've heard your friends say, oh, this is a great business and you should be doing this. Don't jump into anything unless you do your research. You got to do your own research. That's True. something that you have. To, you can't just rely on people doing it for you. Yeah. You've got to know the ins and outs of your business. And then you, and then from there, you can actually build a business around it. You yeah. can't build a business on just he said. Yeah. That's, that's what I would say. And third one is probably build strong network because you cannot establish a business without people that can help you collaborate with you. That's one of the main things I've learned in my 17 years of being in business. Nice. It's about building relationships and building friends along the way. Yeah. Because these people also support you. You can support them. And it's, it goes a long way when you have a big support network. Yeah. Because I don't think I'll be anywhere near where my business is at if I didn't start building friends and collaborators and, uh, and connections along the way. Even now, every time I go to an event, I meet new people. These are new people that I could, I could bring into my business, going to help my business. That's true. And I can help them. It's a win-win for everyone. So, yeah, that's probably that's my top three. Three great advice that you can or anyone can use to grow and start a business it's perfect it's perfect for any business that want to start because it's just basic principles that help you along to get started how do you want to impact the world and what kind of legacy do you want to have i guess the legacy i want to have is probably someone who helped people i've always been the helping kind obviously you need to generate revenue for your business to keep it going but I would like to leave the legacy of, okay, this person helped a lot of people. That's how I would want to be seen as, eventually, once I leave, everyone dies at some point. <laughs> for my one, I would be, I want to be known for someone who helped a lot of people. Because whenever I can, I, even if that's the main focus of all my publications and all my projects anyway, it's just to help other people get into their, their foot in the door and stuff. Yeah. And once, once you have more revenue, then you can help charities and you can help more people as well. Because at the end of the day, I mean, even if you you become extremely rich, like a billionaire or something, what are you going to do with all that money? It doesn't go anywhere. When you die, all that money just goes to waste. Really, you can't really touch it. Yeah. Once you have enough money you have in your pocket, then you start helping people out, make other people feel good. That's how I look at things. If one day I'm blessed to be that rich, <laughs> where I'm like on a multi-millionaire, billionaire level, I would like to help as many people as I can. Nice. Because at the end of the day, that's what you bring in, into you into the afterlife. Yeah. 
I think it's, I think you're more than halfway or you're actually doing it now. So your, I think your legacy is actually being played out as we speak. Hopefully. Another fun question for you. If you could recommend one book to our listeners, uh, what should they read and what would it be and why? Oh, one book. Uh, I would probably, oh, look, I mean, there's like a million business books out there. You can probably choose whatever you want, but a book I would recommend is probably the Bible because <laughs> nice. that's something that a lot of people don't really yeah. read. Even just one, a, a bit of a passage here and there, yeah. because I think what a lot of people miss out is, all right, anyone can be focused on their business and anyone can and can be so busy in their lifestyle, which we all are anyway, but you got to have time for faith. Because at the end of the day, you can't be anywhere without your faith. That's my That's belief. True. As a Christian, my belief is that no matter how good you are in your business, there are things that you can't control, like COVID. COVID can happen. You can be the most, the biggest business out there, which we know we've seen in the news, some of the biggest businesses out there, even folded because of COVID. And these guys with deep pockets can fold. Anyone can fold. What about yeah. the small businesses? So to me... Faith is number one. You should always nurture your faith as your number one priority. And then everything else will fall into place. Yeah. And the Bible has actually, it's got some great business advice there if you read read the Bible as well. Yeah. Look, it's, it's, a, it's a really big book. So there's plenty of <laughs> things you can pick up from now on. Yeah. Thank you, Mike, for a great chat. It's been, it's, I know that you're a busy guy. Thank you for all your advice and thank you for that. If the listeners need help with business or they have a question that they want to ask you or they want to work with you, what is the best way to for them to reach you? Oh, yeah. Look, uh, just contact our admin, which is info at starcentralmag.com. Nice. And someone should be able to pick it up and flag it to my attention and yeah. get the ball rolling. Yeah. And I'll what I'll do is I'll put all your um what's your website again so that I'll the listeners can go have a look at what you're doing. Oh uh, yeah. I'll put all your handles there as well so that they can go check out your little empire that you have there. <laughs> look up the main one I, I'm known for is starcentralmagazine.com. But if you want to get to know our other publications, it's starcentralmediagroup.com. That's where it's all the publications are listed. Nice. Thank you again, Mike, for a, a great chat. Thank you for your time. I know that you're you're juggling 100 things at once, plus trying to manage the family life as well. Yeah. And I truly appreciate your time. And yeah, thank you. And hopefully we can go play ball sometime again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. yeah, thanks, Mike, and yeah. have a great day. Same with you, man. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to the Business Launch Podcast. Stay tuned for more episodes and come and visit our website at businesslaunch.agency. Thank you and have a great day.